Room the Hockey Podcast, Developmental Hockey. Uh, new episode for, for this segment this week. Um, been a little bit since we've done one of these. Um, looking forward to it this week. Um, continuing the discussion, obviously, of developmental hockey um, and the growth of the game and the ups and downs and everything like that. Uh, this week, we are discussing um, players, um, as you put it before recording, going up, um, getting called up, being sent down, um, being benched, um, going through that type of adversity and that learn learning curve and growth. Um, so um, be ready for that. But before we get started, um, again, uh, make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Warm the Hockey Podcast, at Warm the Hockey Podcast, respectively. Make sure you follow along with us. Make sure you engage with us, ask us questions, write in um, comments, um, anything like that. As you, you put it um, in the main episode, preferably some praise uh, for... <laughs> Uh, for some sensitive egos given the current <laughs> social situations. Um, yes. But uh, make sure you engage with us. We really appreciate all that. Uh, make sure you head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to the podcast. It all follows under the same umbrella. Uh, War Room the Hockey Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, and share with family and friends. So It doesn't uh, have to all be positive feedback either. We are happy to ignore any kind of criticism you guys want to send in. Exactly. So, no problem. So with that being said, uh, developmental hockey this week, um, the ups and downs of, the, of development and the game um, and the growth and the learning curve that uh, players and kids um, go through and have to go through um, to properly develop. So well, I'll let you take I'll let you take the charge and I'll, I'll join in um, where I can. Um, but I'll let you take the charge. This is kind of your brainchild a little bit. So it's a it's the age old pain Every fall, you go to camp. You've got a you're putting a raw you're putting maybe in minor hockey. It's a 15, 18 man roster together. And the 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 aggravating part for everybody, for the coaches, for the parents, for the players, it's painful when you come down to those last few roster spots, and you've got kids that are trying to make the double A team or trying to make the triple A team. Or you've got kids that are trying to play their way out of the East Coast League into the AHL or from the AHL to stick in the main camp in the NHL. And it's the same. It doesn't matter where you are. Is a kid, remember that, especially at the young ages, a kid is always going to be better off up to a certain point. A kid, and let's let's just say it's, and it's a subjective thing. It could be 14, 15, 16, but a kid is going to be better off going down a level and playing a lot. Well, and this, this applies at every level of, uh, of the game. Sitting on the bench or sitting in the press box or playing seven minutes does not make a player better. If he's a marginal guy, he needs to play a lot. He needs to get his confidence and he needs to learn. So, if you're a player who gets who doesn't make that team and you get sent down a level or you're a parent of that player or you're a coach that has to make that happen or you're the coach in the lower level team who is inheriting guys that got cut from you know say AAA camp or whatever it is remember that these guys are looking to get better they want to make this team next year so play them a lot teach them a lot and 
remind them, remind yourselves, remind everybody involved that playing 22 minutes on a lower team is better than playing six or seven minutes on a higher team. It may not be, it may not be as easy for the parents to brag about their kid, but if you want to get better, go play more. And if you're the coach on that lower level team, don't, you're, you're probably, if you're doing your job and let's, let's equate it to the NHL club sending a kid down to the A. When that kid goes to the A, he doesn't want to be there. He wants to go back up with the big boys. When he goes to the A, he's going to, he's going to continue to make mistakes. When he does, the coaching staff needs to remind him, which they all do, kid, this is how you're going to get stuck here. It's how you're going to get stuck in the press box if you go back up. You're going to get benched if you go back to the show and do the same things. So you got to get you got to get beyond that. You got to get better at that. Forget those mistakes and don't keep making them. But if you make those mistakes in the NHL or if you make those mistakes in a AAA tournament, you're going to get benched and that doesn't profit anybody. So go down and learn, teach the kids while they're there that they're going to get better. Teach them how to get better. They go right back on the ice after a mistake at the lower level, as opposed to getting stapled to the middle of the bench when you make a couple of defensive errors on the top team. But this is this is mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Mindset for parents, mindset for players, and for coaching staffs. Now, the, the tricky part is it, at the minor hockey level, and I'll use the you know, Brandon Pounier and, and uh, Kelly Hollingshead at the Thunderbirds and those guys, uh, Dave Clarkson, that they there will be continuity there. So at the 14 or 15 or 16 level, those guys will be teaching the same things. They'll be teaching it the same way. So there will be continuity. And in a, in a well-run minor hockey organization, if a kid tries out for AA and doesn't make it, he gets sent down to A, He's going to be down. The parents are going to be maybe angry, maybe depressed, whatever. The coaches are going to be under a lot of fire for making those decisions. Hey, Mm -hmm. if that happens, take the opportunity to let the kid know you're going to get a lot of playing time. You're going to be the man on the A team instead of third line on the double A. You're not going to get benched when you make a mistake. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to handle the puck a lot. You're going to get more confident. Next year, you're going to have a better shot at it. But don't hang your, don't hang your head. Come down here and work hard. And and there will, there are very very few guys, at any level that graduate from major junior at eighteen and go straight to the show, and they never get sent down. They never get benched. They never get disciplined. They never get sent to the A or start in the coast. There's only a handful of guys that have ever done that. So don't count yourself out when that happens to you make yourself better because of it coaches make the kid better parents help your kid get better players go down and work hard and 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 promise yourself that you're going to do everything you're told and more so that it doesn't continue to happen to you year after year so there's opportunity in all that it doesn't have to be painful it doesn't have to be uh, a source of you know angry phone calls and meetings and emails and people hating each other and animosity and things like that and jealousy. Just go, go play and have a good time. Like keep it. it, 
you know I've always hated people. I shouldn't say hate. You know I've always really been sick of people saying, let's go have fun out there. Everybody remember to have fun. Nobody should ever have to be reminded to have fun playing hockey. Hockey's fun. So I'm not going to sit here and, and remind everybody to have fun playing the game, but that is the responsibility of everybody involved. It's the responsibility of the parents. It's the responsibility of the coaching staff and the other players in the room. Make sure that that, that, that club, no matter what age level or skill level you're coaching or where you're playing, make sure that everybody knows that we're in this for the enjoyment of it. And well, if you get the better, you're going to get better. The mistakes that coaches make at the youth level, especially, and there are mistakes that I've witnessed firsthand through working with certain associations, is the idea that in order to have fun, you can't have discipline or structure or or oh. pro- proper development and vice versa. You that you you. You know what I mean? You can't have fun if you're doing this and you can't you can't develop if you're having fun. Right. And and there's a, a disconnect in, in that regard in today's youth hockey coaches and witnessed it firsthand facts here. Um, there's a disconnect with the coaches. There's a disconnect with the parents and the fans everywhere where there's this idea that in order to have fun. How dare you structure a practice? How dare you develop? How dare you do these things? How dare you may, maybe, maybe not, depending, you know, limit certain ice time based on play? How dare you do these things? Because, well, fun, 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 and vice versa. You, you know, know what I mean? So there, you know there is a, there getting is a, better. There is that disconnect. <laughs> it, that it's facts, people, it, from what we've witnessed, what we've experienced, it's facts. It's Truth. fun to improve. It's fun to get better. It's even fun to work hard. If you, like I said, if you don't, if you're a, if you're a golfer and you don't have fun being on the range, learning how to hit different shots and hit them the same exact way every time for hours, no matter the weather conditions and everything else, then you shouldn't probably shouldn't play playing golf or competitively. Anyway, if you don't like going to the rink and skating hard with your buddies and sweating and getting banged around and really just given her every every day in practice if that's not fun play rec or play another sport you know play beer league softball or something it's fun to get better it's not fun to suck and if you've ever been around a successful nhl franchise now granted some of this takes some of this makes it a lot easier when you win because let's face it and i won't get off topic here but if you if you win six out of seven and there's a shoving match in practice, that's just boys being boys. If the if you lose six out of seven and there's a shoving match in practice, oh my gosh, somebody's getting traded. These guys hate each other. These guys hate the coach, vice versa. Winning and winning changes a lot of that. But you're around a successful franchise, and most of them are in the NHL at one in one way or another. The guys are having a blast. You might be 500, you might be a bubble playoff team, but they're having fun. And that's the, the players, the veterans make it fun for the rookies and vice versa. The coaching staff helps uh, keep the mood light. You can't learn and you can't get better if you're not enjoying yourself. And you can't do it if, if someone is beating you over the head constantly. And that is exactly why, I could name the names, but that is exactly why so many coaches in the NHL have some success on the ice and cannot hold a job because the players can't stand them. Yeah. So 
Yeah, you're right. It's got to be fun, but it's got to be fun to get better and make the players relish the idea that I'm getting a heck of a lot better at this. Yeah. Well, let's let's play. De- let's close things out with with this this week with playing. De- let me play devil's advocate. Um, <laughs> and it's it devil's advocate at the youth level. Okay. Because you can't. It doesn't really apply at the higher levels. Just on the way the structures work. Um, professional money, this and yeah. that. Well, I was going to um, say it's at the at the it's youth. It's a lot more fun to make a million dollars every paycheck. Well, yeah, but at the youth level, let's play. Let me play devil's advocate. At what point is, do do you are you willing to sacrifice being the man at a lower level to grow as a player at a higher level? You know what I mean? Really good question. So, yes. okay, yeah. Wow, you didn't make, you didn't get picked for the for the double A team. Now you're going to play A, but or the way it works, you didn't get A, so you're going to play B. Right. But wow, you're really going to be the top line all star for this team. Okay, that's great. But that but touches on the puck and right. the ice time only goes so far. So for that's a really the sake question. of devil's advocate, at what point do you look at that kid and go, you know what? He's going to play third line minutes, but I'm taking him for the A team because right. you know what? Surrounding him at a more competitive level, at around kids that belong on the A team, mm-hmm. at with more structured practices with with coaches that belong there, and that's in general. That's not right. necessarily speaking to no, certain no. individuals, but um, based on previous conversations. But the the point is, at what point do you go? Okay, he doesn't fully fit the A team, but I'm gonna take him because he, because he's gonna grow as a player and as a young man playing at a higher level than he would getting the ice time and the touches uh, on, at the B B That's level. A, I I really like that question. I wish there was a mathematical formula for an answer there isn't but the way it happens at the higher level shouldn't be a whole lot different than it happens at, in minor hockey that kid needs to know partway through camp that you know that this is where a good coach comes in can i read whether this kid has enough fire in him and has the right attitude as we go back to character and humility to get better if I have him starting on the third line and not playing a lot of minutes, is he going to pout or is he going to be the hardest working guy in practice and absorb everything that he's told and more and put in a lot of extra work to make himself better? If so, put him on the higher team and watch him develop and then and then help him develop. Put him in positions to succeed, give him the tools to succeed and also give him the incentive that if you want to play more minutes and you want to see the power play, you got to put in the extra work. You're you're a bubble guy. I'll be honest with you. You're on the bubble. I could send you down. You could develop another year at B or at A, but I'm going to put you here if you want to, as long as you want to earn the right to get more minutes. And by the end of the year, he may be one of your best guys. Not every kid is going to do that. Some of them are going to pout. I'm better than this. I deserve the playing time. Or the parents are going to get grouchy with you, and they're going to tell the player, gee, that you know that coach is an idiot because he's not playing you enough. Instead of saying, hey, you know, 
get out there and work a little harder instead of sleeping in on your days off why don't you get up and do some road work or get the gym or something every kid's got to be different as you know and so there the answer is if you can make that kid better and if he can make himself better play him up and let him play his way in if you don't think he can or he proves that he can't drop him and and have him take a look next year. Well, it's based tell on him why. Yeah. Well, based on that, you know, it brings up a point that I've been thinking about honestly for several years. And that is, um, part of another part of the issue that I see in youth hockey with current youth hockey coaches. And I won't go down that rabbit hole, but one of them is the lack of honesty with right. families. It's the, it's, um, false promises. It's whatever mm-hmm. else. So, Based on that, per your point, would it be beneficial if youth hockey revamped itself to where, especially for the bubble players, where a coach sat down not only with the kid but the parents and said exactly that, that we're going to have fun this year. I think you could fit with us, but you earn your ice time. Mm -hmm. You're not given your ice time at this level, you earn it. So based on that, I'm looking at you, mom and dad, I'm looking at you. I need, I, I'm willing to put, to put you on my team to help you play with higher, with higher level kids and develop more. I'm willing to do that, but I'm looking at all of you, both parents and you right now. And I'm going to ask you if you want to do that. Right. Should, should youth hockey teams be, be doing that more because, because, not only do you want to do that, because I can tell you right now, if you say yes, I'm not putting you on the ice simply because you're on my team. Right. You're going to earn your ice time. Mom and dad, I'm looking at you mainly for that so that you're not screaming at me. I after, don't want to hear anything from after, you. I don't want to hear anything from you. They earn it. Right. right? He, your son is going to earn his minutes. He's not going to be given it just because he's playing for me. Based on that, do you want to play for my team? Right. Do you want to... Do you want to play higher up? I can promise you that if you say no and you go down to the B team, you'll be first first line guy, their star, because you're that good. Right. So you can either take that or you can come up and earn your minutes, even if it's less minutes, and and be, be better and leave it up to the kid. Perfectly valid point. And, a, and leave a, it up to the kid, leave it up to the family. Absolutely. Based on their based on their obligations. Maybe he's playing baseball too. Maybe yeah. he's doing maybe, maybe he's having trouble in his, school. His commitment his commitment level, maybe work ethic, whatever, leave it up to them, you know? And then that sets the standards now to mom and dad that, okay, well I can six weeks from now, I can, I can come to come to coach and be all bent out of shape that my son didn't, my son got six minutes of ice time and little Jimmy Smith got six and a half. But, (laughs) but at the end of the day, coach is just going to, is just going to tell me, well, I told you when I sat down with you that he he was going to earn his minutes. Yeah. He's not given it. So based on that, let the whole family then decide, is being at a higher level something you want to do? I, I've thought for years that that's a beneficial way to do it, especially especially for bubble kids where it, where they could go either side. That's all that matters is the bubble kid. The really so, good players so that, don't need to hear yeah, that. So that they they understand, parents too, because... At the youth level, parents are a nuisance. So make everybody in that family in that situation understand. And it's something that I've thought for years that they should be doing. For sure. 100%. And, 
you know, because you don't want a kid that doesn't put in the work ethic, doesn't, is hardly ever there because of this reason or that reason. Even if you understand school or or this or that, you want somebody that's going to be there for every practice, somebody that's going to put in the work. But it lets mom and dad know that they're not getting the ice time just because you're playing for me. You're earning it. And it sets the standard right away. And it gives them the choice that that me as the A-team coach and Bob over here as the B-team coach, we both want you. We'll both take you. But we're leaving the choice up to you as to what kind of player you want to be. Right. Or do you want to just, you want to go down and develop for another year and come back next year? No hard feelings. I understand. I respect the honesty. If you tell me, hey, I'm going to have trouble in school or mom or dad has to say he's not been behaving himself very well. And if he's in the ice, you know, four or five extra hours a week, that's not going to work out very well. Come back next year. You're, you're right there. Work hard, have a good time, get your, get your house in order. Come back next year. We'll try it again. But for right now, make the choice. Do you want to start at the bottom of the roster on on the higher team and try to earn your way up? No promises. I'm going to leave it up to you. Yep. But if but we'll we'll work really hard to make you better if you want to join this team. If not, it's okay. Yep. It's something that I've thought they for several years that Absolutely. I thought they should do because the problem that you run into is you take the you take the bubble kid to the A team and. For years, he's used to the B team, the C team, and being and skating circles around everybody, getting all the minutes, getting all the time. That sets the standard for mom and dad. So now he gets to the A team, and the coach hasn't been honest. So right. now, so now, now, mom and dad are upset that that little Billy isn't getting all the ice time. Oh my gosh, you're taking away his his all star chance, <laughs> right? Yeah, type of ridiculousness. Yeah. And there's a lack of honesty there, and. Or vice versa. I don't think you're good enough to be on the the A team, but then I see my son out playing for the B team and he's just, he's walking through everybody. This, this isn't helping him. This is no fun. This is whatever. How, what, what's going on here? Lack of honesty. And so now you're, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck in the middle of what, what to do. So I've thought for years that if you just sit down with players, with kids and their families and you be honest with what to expect and how things are going to be, and here's your choice, and all this stuff. Obviously, if you belong in the A-team, you get taken to the A-team. There's really no choice about it. But uh, but for the bubble kids, here's your choice. How do you want to be? I'm laying out all the facts for you and mom and dad on how things are going to play out. Bingo. So now you make the choice. So I've thought the, that I've thought that for years. I have too. In fact, I've still got my notes from 20 years ago. And it says that right in there. It was one of the it was the pregame or preseason parents meetings of, of anybody not not after the roster was set. It was before tryouts even started. But the coach needs to be honest with the parents and the players, because as as much of a nuisance as they are, the parents still pay the bills. Yep. So be honest with them, and parents and players, be honest with yourselves and hear it. If you've got a coach that has enough integrity to say, you're really not good enough to be on this team, but I think you could be, do you want that opportunity? Or do you want to go back down and develop a year and come back and try it again? Or do you have too many other interests and you're just having a good time? Maybe you got a part-time job. I don't know. Make the decision, but I'm being honest with you. You now need to be honest with yourself. Yep. Well, and I, hear it. I, do Listen it. to what I tell you because now in two months when you come back whining and crying about your ice time, I can't hear you. 
Period. Yep. I maybe it's something that you and it's again top down and from the top down from directors on down mm-hmm. and again it points to a lot of the corruption that we've talked about. Yep. But um, I but I think in the corruption that exists facts but maybe you do it before tryouts even start maybe you bring in all the kids that are trying out and you sit them all in a room together with all the parents and you sit at the front of the room and you make it known hey i'm evan i'm the coach of the the a team you know i want to lay lay things out for you so you guys understand and then you go into it and you say here's the deal any kid that I select, I don't care how good they are, they will earn their ice time. Right. I want to lay that out right there. Okay. Just because you get selected doesn't mean that one, you're the all-star and two, that you're going to get all the minutes. Okay. So you earn your minutes to all the kids and families in here that are bubble players. If I come to you two days from now and I sit down with you and your parents and I lay out the options and I lay out the choice for you. Then at that point, you'll know that I want you on my team, but you'll have a choice to make. Correct. And then that lays it, that lays it out from the beginning before tryouts even happen. And then, and then it gives you a couple hours a day, however long for mom and dad to go sit down with Billy at home and go, what do you want? Let's discuss this. Right. And then, you know what? If they don't want to go through it, then they don't even step on the ice for A-team tryouts. And then right there, you know that that's not somebody that, you know, and everything like that. At least for the time being. It sets that standard, right? Uh, But again, it's the lack of honesty to where tryouts happen and all these things happen and all this stuff. And then... However long into the season, you get mom and dad coming to you complaining about ice time or this or that, yep. or you benched my son, or you did this, and you get this skewed thing with the lack of honesty from the coach. And it, it starts top down, but it you know, there are coaches need to be honest with the with not only themselves but with their other coaching with the coaching staff and with the players on how things are going to be. There's a and it's hard. It's hard when dads are when dads are involved in the coaching staff, yeah. just because you know that at that point, a dad isn't going to give up his free time, especially if he's not part of that boys' club that we talked about. Right? right. He's going to give give up his free time to come help. He's not going to do that if his son is not on the team he's helping with. No, and then at that point, does takes too much time. Does dad does dad maybe skew things ice time wise because my you know what I mean? He's running the door for the defenseman right. that. You know, so it's a it's a skewed thing, but in some systems, and rightfully so, I wouldn't would never argue with it. In some systems, up to a certain level, everybody just gets equalized time. You first in, first out. So, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're playing at certain lower levels, age groups, and whatnot. Unless there is a significant behavior issue, kids should just get to play. Keeps it fun. Yep. Keeps takes all the argument out of it. But as the level gets higher, if that's where you want to go, as a parent and as a player, then you need to be able to take. You need to be able to take the the hard answers. And as a coach too, because you're going to have to you're going to have to provide those hard answers. There's two reasons why your kid isn't playing. One, he's not good enough, 
or two, he's not behaving himself properly. If you don't want to hear one of those two answers, don't come to me about his ice time because yep. that's what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to get. Yep. I under, And as a coach, the, the, I'm, this is not completely relevant, but as a coach, whenever I heard parents yelling at me about their kid's ice time and about how the kid was so much better than somebody else. And it just reaffirmed why the kid wasn't getting the ice time. Yeah, that for sure. But I always thought to myself, as a coach, why would I try to consciously make my team worse? Why would I take a really good player like oh, exactly. your son and put him on the bench you, well, and put that's a what I, toad that's what I mean. Why would I do that? That's what I mean. Mom what and dad thinking? at that point are just... That's what I mean. They're just, mom and dad are just reaffirming why the kid's not getting the ice time. Because let's be real, especially, especially, and this is not for all coaches. Again, we've made that clear. Right. Okay, but in general, um, with a few certain I'm, I'm, certain named people aside, in general, if you're coaching at a, a higher level like that, it's likely that you've at least got some hockey smarts about you, and some in common sense about you so at that point all mom and dad are d- is doing is reaffirming why i'm not playing that hit their kid because why would i if their kid really is the next connor mcdavid reincarnated right in front of me why would i not be playing him when we're competing for a state championship or when we're doing these things so to there's all two it's going to do I... at that point is hurt the team right if I'm not playing them, if, if they really playing. are as good as mom and dad are saying. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So it's just, and that's why I said they, when you started, why why it just reaffirms why they're not getting the ice well, yeah, you, Especially at a young age, if, you, if you've if you got a, a real problem attitude in a, in a nine-year-old, yeah. don't bother going to his parents. That's where he learned it. Yeah. So on one hand, maybe the, maybe the coaching honesty and the coaching integrity when you have to cut a kid loose because you know you're going to have to you're going to have to hear from his parents twice a day for the next 6 or 7 months maybe that would be a nice time to be honest with them and say if you if you tell them if you if you butt out I'll take your kid but I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to come home to 17 emails from you every single night I don't need your advice if you want to leave me alone, I'll take your kid. If I hear from you, I'm sending him down. Well, that's so why that's I think the one. honesty needs to start from the beginning because if you don't, but then you are honest at some point, then that that throws a wrench into things because now where's this coming from if you're mom and dad, right? right. Where Why is coach saying this? Yeah, I, that's true. I, I had an experience. I had an experience when I was coaching, you know, where we're playing and it's a, it's a tournament game and pull a goaltender just not playing well put in the other one and mom and dad come up to me afterwards wondering why i'm not going to lie right he wasn't so i just well. i just say oh, he just wasn't playing well wasn't we we all weren't the whole yeah. team wasn't but he just he just wasn't playing well we changed it up they went to the director and complained and they did all these things right. and it's like but that's the point whether it's the a level or the c level you set the standard of being honest as a coaching staff exactly. from the beginning then all of a sudden if when i say that they can be upset all they want but now top down people support the coach because he's being honest 
and they've set the standard of honesty from the beginning that yes. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but he just wasn't playing well. So it, we, you know what? It's, it sounds sometimes like we rail on, on minor hockey coaches and there is here and there, there's perfectly valid reason for that. But as we all know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment. It, it sucks the life out of your weekends for seven months out of the year. It is difficult for families. It's expensive. Uh, it causes trouble at your job. It, the, the, it just reaches into your life because you've, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of hours in a hockey season. So we're not really coming down on coaches because coaches have a very difficult job because at, at least a significant part of the problem that they have to deal with every day in minor hockey is the parents. So don't think anybody's skirt is completely clean in this. Everybody has to figure it out together, but I think you're right in honesty and having a total upfront, transparent, top-to-bottom attitude in how the association runs, in the philosophical approach of the coaching staff. And if the parents, who pay the bills, by the way, if they don't like that, if they don't like that, for instance, equal ice time, and they want to switch to a competitive deal where you earn your ice time, the best players go on the ice, okay, then vote that in. There's, there's meetings every year. Vote that in and change it. It's okay. It's not my system. It's not my minor hockey system. It belongs to the parents because they pay the bills for it. So if that's what you want to do, vote it in or vote out the guys or whatever you want to do. But it, there's just a lack of, uh, there's a lot of lack of transparency because it's, they are difficult conversations. It's tough to tell a parent that his 10-year-old is, is not behaving well or he's not very good or whatever. Anyway, so anyway, um, good stuff. Good, good discussion. Good, good stuff. Um, yeah, we, we touched on the main, in the main, um, episode, looking forward to playoff hockey getting started here, um, and everything like that, as well as continuing our discussion with, uh, developmental hockey. Um, please engage with us, but nothing, uh, negative for our sensitive egos. (laughs) Um, anything short of applause and praise and wow, I love the sound of your voice. Yeah. I just, we, anything short of that, we're just going to ignore, but Hey, you know what? <laughs> we, we, either way we, we love when you engage with us. We'll just, we, we love being able to be given the choice to ignore the negative stuff is I guess what we're, what we're saying. I, so. I know that we're, we're always right, but we still never get tired of hearing it. Yeah. So I'm good go. with that. I, and yeah. On a, on a serious note, though, we talk a lot on this portion of the podcast about the right approach and the right, you know, whether it's the player's character or the coach's integrity or the parent's willingness to be, you know, behave the right way. If everybody just keeps the right attitude and is honest with themselves and honest with each other, you do things as a coach for the right reasons, you do things as a player for the right reasons, as a parent, you generally butt out of the system unless there's something major, the game will be a lot more fun. So just, you know, look at yourself in the mirror, take a, take a few minutes to check yourself, do things for the right reason, do them the right way, be honest about it, and keep a smile on your face. The game will be a whole lot more fun for kids growing up. Agreed. So anyways, um, we've said it uh, before. Thank you for tuning in. Um, make sure you head to the necessary social media platforms. 
um, War Room the Hockey Podcast and at War Room the Hockey Podcast, Facebook and Instagram, respectively. Uh, www.warroomhockey.com um, is the website where you get uh, can find the latest episodes. Uh, you can also obviously find uh, the latest episodes every week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, War Room the Hockey Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review, uh, share with everyone you know, continue to help us grow, continue to tune in. We appreciate the support. Uh, engage with us, uh, ask questions, comments, um, all that stuff. Um, your ideas and your thoughts may end up in an episode, so um, engage with us. Uh, yeah. We'd be happy to discuss it and uh, kind of go through go through it a little bit. And yeah, if you're a hockey fan out there, make sure you're you're tuned in to the headlines and the news a little bit as um, phase two of the return to play gets gets started here, and we head into um, playoffs at the NHL level. Um, and continue the off season for, for junior and the developmental side of things, um, heading into next season. So, uh, thank you for joining in studio for this one as well. Always. Um, I'm Evan Rauer with Warm the Hockey Podcast. And like always, what do I say? I'll see you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers. Cheers all. Cheers.